Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we are back here for week five of DFS with Fields of Fantasy. And as always, I am joined by Dowie and our DFS resident expert, Riku. Uh, another interesting week. We're now going into the bye weeks and a big well done to Buffalo Dalton or Dalton Buffalo. I can never remember the order um, out of the UK Bills group joining in this week and uh, winning, I think, in his second week doing it. So well done, mate. You did really well. And uh, I hope you'll be joining in again this week with everybody else. Links in the description. Five dollar buy in. You know the record by now, get involved and hopefully you get a nice little pot again this week. Riku, how was last week and how do you see it going this week? Yeah, I think last week the skeleton key was uh, CMC, playing CMC, gaining over 50 points on DraftKings. We also have Puka Nakua, again a high score. Uh, I think the Bills stack of Allen and uh, Diggs was very strong. We also saw Devon A. Chain continue his ascending towards being everybody's favourite play. Uh, Kyron Williams at the Rams had a 30-plus point week. So I think we're seeing, compared to last year and previous years, rookie court, I mean, rookie running backs have taken some time, all these second-string ones. But this year it's been really interesting with the running backs and tight ends continue to let us down week after week. But... Cole Komet uh, played well, and we had the resurgence of Justin Fields, and I had some Fields Komet stacks, but um, unfortunately they didn't have any CMC, so I ended up cashing in a few lineups, but I didn't have enough CMC. But here we are. Yeah, what do you think it will go like this week? Yeah, this week uh, is an interesting slate, as you mentioned. We've got a ten-game slate due to the bye weeks. in terms of point total, we've got three games that really top the slate. So we've got the Dolphins against the Giants. Uh, Dolphins being favoured by 10.5 points. We've got the Rams against uh, the Eagles. A 50-point total uh, being favoured. The Eagles are 4.5 points. And the Vikings against the Chiefs. Uh, with the Chiefs favoured at 5.5 points. That's a 52.5-point total. Uh, I think the other interesting game that might go but overlooked is the Lions against the Panthers, given that the Lions are favoured at nine points and that game total is 45 uh, points. So we've got four big games and unlike probably previous slates that we've had in the last few weeks, the late games uh, with the Rams and the Eagles and Vikings and the Chiefs provide some good late swap options, but also might have some of the most high-owned players. So um, we've seen players being now priced appropriately, and it's tough to get those cheaper players. So, for example, if you're looking at the Rams and Pukunakur, I mean, he's now priced at 7700 And A few weeks ago, he was less than 5 k So uh, we're really getting into interesting territory. And also we have some of the players coming off IR uh, who were on IR earlier this year. So the likes of Cooper Cup and... Uh, Jonathan Taylor potentially coming out, although I'm not sure whether Taylor's going to play. But, you know, Cooper Cup in theory could play this week. So uh, it's going to be really interesting. And the question, once again, is 
do we have to play any tight ends? And I think the answer is no yet again, but we'll discuss all the options uh, shortly. That we will. It is another interesting week. And one thing I've looked at so far is the QBs that seem to be winning our league this week. It was Anthony Richardson with 6,700. So four weeks on the trot, all under 6,700, showing you don't necessarily have to go big at quarterback. Talking of quarterbacks, though, uh, Riku is going to start us off with what picks he has at quarterback. Yeah, so I've got two. One is Lamar Jackson uh, at 7,800, where the Ravens are facing the Steelers uh, away from home. Divisional games often don't tend to be high scoring as teams know each other really well. Uh, I think the Steelers potentially without Kenny Pickett, we'll see what happens there, um, could be at a big disadvantage. And we saw Jackson turn on his jets and, you know, run over, uh, has been running a lot over the last few weeks. So I think 7,800 Jackson could potentially uh, not be as highly owned as, say, Hertz or Mahomes. But we do know he has the slate-breaking upside. The other quarterback I have is uh, the Detroit Lions playing at home against the Panthers. Um, the Panthers have one of the better sort of secondaries, but I think they've got a few injuries there. And the other thing is the home away splits for the Lions and Jared Goff are huge, one of the biggest disparities in the league. So I like Jared Goff at 6,300 uh, playing against the Panthers. And he's always easy to stack, stack work because they distribution tree and the offense is very narrow. So, uh, so yeah, I like that one uh, rather than maybe paying for Kirk Cousins around the same range. But let's see. It's going to be a really interesting week in terms of quarterbacks. I think the ownership is going to be quite spread out. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a interesting week, um, especially with the bye week coming in with less options. But there's a lot of I think it's harder to read this week at quarterback. I would agree of exactly who to go for. Um, so where I'm going to go this week, if I'm going to pay up some money, um, I'm going to target Minnesota with KC. I think Mahomes should have a pretty uh, easy day against Minnesota. They've been pretty poor um, at defending the pass. And you know you you know what you get with Mahomes. Average, as always, is about 22 points. Um, and I just like his matchups compared to some of the other more expensive targets this week. Um, you could go with the likes of uh, Hertz if you wanted to, but I actually don't rate it as much against the Rams. So for me, I'm spending money. I'm going with Mahomes. And if I want to be really cheap, like really, really cheap, 5,200 Dobbs. I mean, he's had some decent weeks so far. He's had two over 20 points, 23.4, 25.22. Currently playing the Bengals, who they are atrocious. And you would expect them him to, you know, spending 5,200, even if he gets you 15 to 20 points, it's okay because you're spending your money elsewhere on your key players that are going to get you the bigger points. But I think at 5,200, if he gets anywhere above 20, it is a massive result. And as I say, since Cincinnati have been dreadful um, and if they can't get the offence going and they keep having to go on the field just brings Dobbs back onto the field to try and get some points so I really like Dobbs this week and um, going off of the fact that to win the listeners league we haven't had to spend much money I might take a punt on him this week I think what about yourself Dowie what do you think 
I'll give you an interesting stat on Dobbs before I go on to my picks. He works for NASA in the summer. Why is he a rocket man? He's really intelligent. He's highly intelligent, and he's, he he loves all that type of stuff. He's also uh, he's a pilot as well. Okay, that, that is an interesting fact. Can he help Josh McDaniels scheme a proper offense then, if he's got brains? Because it doesn't seem like your Raiders can scheme a proper offense. I'll tell you what, mate. He, I'd, I wish he was our red coach. So yeah, I'm going to go with Joe Burrow, six thousand two hundred, coming off another terrible game, hundred and sixty-five yards. No touchdowns. Surely he's going to come good sooner rather than later. He's too good of a talent not to be. Bengals' offense has stunk. They're playing the Cardinals, who have been better than people would have expected. They've been competitive, but I still don't think they're good. I'm just. I'm going to call Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. No, I need to win some money in DFS. I'm on a loss this year. I'm calling you out to win me money. Bring back that talent. Last year, we was all saying he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The year before, we was. You need to show up and win me the money. 6,200, Joe Burrow, I'm in. Now, now prove me right. Um, a cheaper option, I'm going to trump Johnny B and go Ryan Tannehill at 4,900. Now, Titans' offense has been all over the place. Against the Chargers and last week, Against the Bengals, they put 27 points. He had 240 yards and a touchdown. I think with Tannehill, he does get them rushing touchdowns as well in the end zone. So I think at 4,900 in a divisional matchup, it could be one of them games, the two close teams, where it could actually end up being a shootout because we know Richardson can air the ball. He can put up numbers, so that'll force Tannehill. Tannehill has got decent weapons as well. He's got DR. I think Traylon Burke should be back as well. So, and we've got Big Chig. So, at 4,900, if he hits you like Johnny B says, 15, 20 points, he's paid his price up, and it allows you to invest in the other skill areas. Yeah, I quite like the idea of Tannehill, because I think Colts could have a nice little lead going into the second half, and the Titans are going to have to chase it, aren't they? Yeah, That could quite easily be the story of the game. And then it's got to be a shootout for Tannehill. Well, they'll stop running it, the Colts, once they've got a lead, but, you know... Tannehill will have to start throwing and could easily, quickly get some nice points against the Colts who have been awful against the the pass, haven't they? And even like the stacks you can make with Tannehill are all cheap. So, yeah, I like it. I would say, just before we get to that part, I would say that the thing about um, cheap quarterbacks is always that they work well as long as it's a low-scoring week where no quarterback separates. So if we think about last week, Aiden O'Connell was 4,000. Even if he would have got you 20 points uh, last week, I think Josh Allen had how many points? 35 or mm-hmm. something crazy, right? He had a, So Josh Allen had 39.5 points. So even if Aiden O'Connell gets you 20 points, it might not be worth the price discount. So just a stack of Josh Allen and Aiden, uh, Josh Allen and Diggs got you 80 points last week. So even if you get that cheap quarterback, what they were receiver, that's 40 points for, say, half the price. You still have to find those uh, points elsewhere. So I think last week it would have worked if you had Aidan O'Connell and, say, if he, he would have got 20 and somebody else would have got 20 and then you had CMC with that money. So I think it's important for people to pair the savings they get for the chief quarterback and wide receiver stack with someone with immense upside because otherwise... 
you might save the money, but you might actually, it might not be worth if one of these top tier quarterbacks goes nuclear. Good advice, mate. So going on to the running backs. Now, I used to call him A-Chain, but we're wrong. Is A-Chan? Yep. Am I right with that? Well, Six. as many names as Robbie Chosen Anderson, so I'm sure uh, he'll be happy if we call him A-Chan. So, yeah, 6,100. Dolphins' offence is legit. Even though the Bills stay contained into 20 points, he still had a game. Eight mm-hmm. carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns, averaged 12.6 yards a carry. He also had three receptions. The Giants are not the Bills' defence. You've seen what they're leaking points to. You can expect another big game at 6,100. I think because of the split carries and most of it, it's keeping both of their prices relatively lowish, really. They're not in them 7,000, 8,000. So I'm all over A chain for uh, 6,100. My next one is Pacheco at 5,700. He had 20 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. That's big usage. I don't rate the Vikings D. They allow a lot of points. Now, if Chiefs can take that big lead up, they will pound the rock, won't they? They'll keep running. Um, I think McKinnon's probably been the biggest shock this year, having less usage, and they, they are favouring Pacheco. So 5,700 for the usage, I really like. Yeah, a is quickly, as Riku said earlier on, quickly becoming the guy which you almost have to, you have to play, I think. Um, it's going to be very brave to go against him, um, and it would be my pick. But if I was going to go elsewhere... Um, there's a couple of guys I quite like on the slate. I'm going to start with David Montgomery, who had a huge week last week. And I think a lot of us in normal fantasy would have um, potentially left him on the bench and regretted it um, because it was trending that he wasn't going to get as much volume as he did. And then he did because of his uh, injury, questionable worries. But, you know, he's got another good match at this week. Uh, uh, the Panthers have been absolutely terrible against running backs. Conceded six touchdowns on the ground, one in the air. Um, so you know they are bad on the ground. And he has become almost that Jamal Williams role that, you know, me and Dowie predicted earlier on when we were discussing the Detroit uh, in the in previous episodes in preseason. It's clearly, that's the way it's, I think it's going to be. And I think Gibbs is replacing that Swift role. And as I say, He's the red zone man at 6,600. I think he's cheap, easy matchup, easy choice for me. Now, if we're going to go elsewhere, um, and I'm going to try and go cheaper, I'm probably, you know, it's not even that cheap to be completely honest, but I quite like Kamara as well. Um, at that 6,300 range, he's come back. He had a very good week last week. 21 points, and I think he could put that up again. And I think the Saints away from him have been extremely struggling on the offense. Carr, obviously, um, is he still questionable? I can't, I don't know, but um, he didn't have a particularly great game, even when he was playing last week. Alave's um, struggling because of the passing play at the moment. The offense is going to go through Kamara, I think, because that's Mr. Reliable, and at 20 points again could be. A very easy possibility. What about you, see South Rico? Where do you see? Yeah, I like Kamara. Oh, yeah. I think he had 14 targets last week, and part of it was because Kai isn't healthy. So if Kai is on the injury report still on Thursday, Friday, sort of limited practice or not practicing, 
we can assume that he's not 100% healthy. So, you know, he'll dump the ball off a lot. And we saw last season with the Raiders, Carl likes to dump the ball off and Jacobs was targeted a lot. So I think without Jamal Williams, uh, Tony Jones Jr. is his other competition and Kandre Miller, who's a decent rookie. So I think Kamara could have a, you know, lots of dump-offs and that New England defense doesn't look particularly scary. So I like him as well as an option. The other one is a similar play to A-Chain. So last week, A-Chain actually had more snaps uh, than most dirt and took over. One of the things with the Jets, we always knew that they're going to sort of play Brees Hall in slowly. Uh, his snap rate hasn't been particularly great uh, over, the, over the last weeks or so, but Dalvin Cook has about a 25% snap share, so he's not been used at all. Uh, whereas we've seen Brees Hall steadily climb up to that 45 to 50 mark, uh, so I wouldn't be surprised in this game against uh, the Broncos, which has one of the worst run defenses in the league and has particularly struggled with speed. Brees Hall at 5,400, I think Screams is one of those relatively risky bets to take, but could pay off big time. He could easily run for 80 yards and a touchdown just by one sort of breakaway run. And he's nearly there paying off his price. So, with a few targets and a few more rushes. He does look explosive, but they've been limited, limiting him in, in these games. But we see what, what Khalil Herbert did last week against the uh, Broncos, and we also see what A-Chain and Mostert did. So I think for that reason, Brees Hall's a very interesting play at his price. Yeah. I mean, if Brees Hall's a, a, a bit of a gamble, isn't he? If he pays off, I don't think he's going to be particularly heavily owned. I, I thought about Brees Hall myself. I just I don't have the uh, minerals. I'm not brave enough to to gamble on him at the moment. I don't think. I'm just not sure about the uh, Jets um, running back room and where they really want to go and how quickly they're going to pick him up. But if, if he gets if he picks up those snaps he picks up those rushing attempts then quite easily could quickly become I will say one bargain thing, at that price yeah I will say one thing in DFS which is trying to predict early so early in the season Pukunakua to you know he had one good game he was still underpriced uh and he was still relatively low play, played compared to what he'd shown you before the same we saw with Devon A chain not many people won him last week, although he put up that monster score. He put that up again. I think he's still underpriced. So if you're going to play Brees Hall, I think the best option would be to play him now and there's risk involved. But against that Denver defence at that price, I'm not sure there's going to be many better spots in the season. Uh, and you could easily see that snap share jump up to 60% in a game that they lead in. The problem with the Jets has been that they haven't been leading. So I think if there's ever going to be an opportunity to lead, it might be against the Broncos. Definitely. Right. Wide receivers then. Uh, I'm going to start this time. I quite like Michael Pittman Jr. on this slate. As Dowie was saying, it could easily become a shootout between Tennessee and Indy. Um, and the Tennessee have been almost as bad as uh, the Colts against the uh, passing game. He did have a bit of a blip last week. He only actually had five targets, four and a half points, but the Rams weren't the team to beat in the air at all. Um, you know, their eighth um, 
position rank on DraftKings against wide receivers, the Rams. So I wouldn't take last week as a reason to think about avoiding Pittman Jr. Because this time he has got a decent matchup against uh, Tennessee. I'm going to go cheap, although, again, not hugely cheap, but 5500 is a nice little price. I quite fancy save flowers. The Pittsburgh Steelers currently 30th position rank, and they've conceded six touchdowns to wide receivers. Um, and I can see that he could have a very, very good game. At that price, he has done some OK returns so far this season. 17 points, 10, 13 points, only eight last week. But if you can get those 10 targets in the receptions, like he did against Indy and uh, Houston, then he could easily uh, rack up a nice 15 to 20 pointer again. And he could get even more. Um, they might have to start shooting it out as well there. Um, so, yeah, that's my cheap uh, option this week. What about yourself? Where are you going for uh, wide receivers, Riku? I'll stack my uh, wide receiver with my quarterback. So Detroit Lions against Carolina Panthers. I'm on St. Brown, uh, 7,800. I think looking at Jefferson, Tyreek, obviously standout options as a, as is AJ Brown. But I think I'm on St. Ra being 100 more expensive than Puka Nakua. I think he makes a lot of sense. Um Although he's been playing a bit injured, he's still been playing a lot. He scored a touchdown in his last game against the Packers. He's the engine of that offense. So he's one of my uh, picks. The other one that I like is Garrett Wilson at 6,000. The Jets against the Broncos. We've seen the Broncos defense being extremely poor. I mean, we saw Cole Komet go twice into the end zone, more or less unguarded. So at 6,000, Garrett Wilson, he can get you 20 points. And that's not a bad uh, outing from somebody that was drafted in the second round in best ball drafts throughout the summer. Uh, and he's, you know, he's a bit cheaper than, say, uh, Jerry Judy or, you know, around the same price as DeAndre Hopkins. And I saw Zach Wilson targeted him nine times in the last game. So if Wilson can be semi-competent, there's a shot of him paying off his price. And then finally, my cheap option Feels like I'm riding uh, on the coattails of last week, but Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. We all like Josh Dobbs. He's a competent quarterback. Cardinals don't have many receiving options. Michael Wilson's role in the offense is definitely growing. Um, you know, he's targeted twice in red zone, uh, had had two touchdowns last week. So I can only see his role growing in this offense. So I think at his price uh, of uh, 3,700. He's one of the better cheap options uh, this week uh, against Cincinnati Bengals. And he was extremely efficient, wasn't he? 100% on his seven targets for reception. Yeah. So I, I think he's actually, the whole season, uh, I think he's only not caught one reception out of his 18-ish reception. So he is Mr. Reliable. What about yourself, Dowie? Where are you going at wide receiver? Well, if I'm back in Burroughs, I've got to be back in Jamar Chase. 7,900. He's been quiet this season. Like, if you drafted him in fantasy, you've getting no return. He had seven receptions for 73 yards. But T. Higgins, now he's going to be out for a while. I believe his ribs are broken. So, there's going to be more targets on Chase. I expect... 
I, I just think, you know what, if you've got a back ball rose, you've got a back chase. So mm-hmm. for me, that's my stack. Um, chase 7,900. Last season, he would have been in that, what, high 8,000, 9,000 range. So hopefully it's a cheap price for him. My cheaper option, and it's extremely cheap, Alan Lazard, 3,900. I get it. Not a lot of people trust Zach Wilson, nor do I. As bad as, bad as Zach Wilson is, the Broncos' date has been horrendous. Allowed 98 points in two games. They made Justin Fields look good. Now, we every week we were saying Justin Fields looks horrendous. So, for them to make him look good, that's how bad they are. Lazard doesn't have the ceiling of Wilson. But, you know, he can be a consistent target. You know, he got six targets last game and a touchdown. If he gets that this week, 60 yards, he's paid that 3,900 off. I don't think he'll be heavily owned either. So, you know what? I might stick in a Zach Wilson and Lazard stack just for the crack. I don't think I'll be doing that somehow. You know what? I was looking at the prices and I was thinking the same because I was thinking the strong coast defence hasn't looked good. Uh, so for the price, I'm actually tempted with that as well. How much is Zach Wilson? Uh, he must be like bottom of the barrel. I mean, they started four thousand nine hundred. Exactly. I mean, he's he's the same price as Mariota or Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so yeah, I'd I think he's a uh, he's cheaper than Dobbs. So I don't well, know. I think it, Zach well, Wilson probably had his best game against the Chiefs we've seen. I know. It's a it's it's a similar play to Dobbs, right? Yeah. If it's a low scoring QB week where you know your Hertz's and Allen's and others end up, or Hertz and Lamar and Mahomes end up getting twenty eight points, and Zach Wilson gets you twenty points with that, then you can't complain. But yeah, cool. Dowie's favorite position then tight ends. Riku, where are you going? I think uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, for the Ravens against the Steelers away from home, 5,500. He's gone up by uh, $100 since his last game, where he scored 25 points. So I think if you do Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, this might be the cheapest time he can game all season. Granted, the total of that game is fairly low, so nobody's predicting that to be a high-scoring game. Um, So... But if you do that as a skinny stack, just those two, and play around other games, that could be all you need because Lamar Jackson as a rushing quarterback can get you points on his legs and he doesn't need two pass catchers to hit, hit his ceiling. So I think I'll be quite heavy on the Lamar stacks this week. And the other tight end, I have a cheap one. Going back to the well, Carl Pertz, 3,300. Johnny Smith had an incredible game in London last week. Uh, I think he had sort of 80 or 90 yards. So they clearly don't like Carl Pitts, but I know he's targeted about seven times. So uh, at 3,300, I'm betting on talent because I think he's more talented than Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz, Pat Frymuth, uh Tyler Conklin, Hayden Hurst. Those are the kind of guys around him at that price tag. So if I'm going to go for a cheap tight end, I'm either going to play them in a game stack or I'm just going to bet on talent. And at some point, uh, I think the Falcons might have to start throwing the ball against the Texans because we know the Texans throw the ball a lot. Uh, So I think Pitts might be the cheapest he'll ever be in his career if he has a half-decent game. 
I don't think Pitts will be um, as expensive that again because the way he's playing, he might never get a carry again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Right, if that's what you think about Pitts, where are you going then, Dowie? Well, I'm going to target that game, but I'm going to go with yeah. Schultz. 3,400. Mm. Now, I ain't going tight ends, so I'm looking at quarterbacks who love throwing. CJ Stroud is cooking. He looks good. I'm expecting him to carry on his fine form against a mediocre Falcons. Um, Shorts has been quiet, but he did find the end zone last week. In a team watch through it, I'm just hoping he's going to end up in the end zone. 3,400, relatively cheap. That's where I'm taking my gamble. I'm not going to talk too much on tight ends because I don't like them. That's enough. Fair enough. It's about as much as you can try and get out of Dowie on tight ends. It's like getting blood from a stone. Do you know what? I quite like um, a couple of options on the card for tight ends, personally. We've been talking about the Jets offence quite a lot, picking someone out of position pretty much from the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the wide receivers. A little one I quite like at 3,200 is Tyler Conklin. Mr. Reliable, um, got four receptions, six targets last week for 58 yards. Could quite easily get that again this week against Denver whose uh, defence is absolutely atrocious. If you can get a touchdown in that as well, then all of a sudden you've uh, got your 15 points at your tight end. You can move on and you don't have to worry about tight ends for the rest of the week. Another option I like is actually Zach Ertz. Um, you know, Ricky speaking about Tanner, but I like looking at matchups for tight ends. And he has been well targeted in a couple, in three out of the four games so far. Ten targets against Washington, eight targets against the Giants, 10 targets again last week against uh, San Fran. And to be honest, he didn't get targeted that much because the Dallas uh, offense was crap and, you know, the Cardinals were trying to run the game down, weren't they? So uh, that'll probably be why. All he hasn't had so far this year is a touchdown. So if you can get a touchdown again on top of that, you get into your 15, 20 points. Happy days. I think actually... It's a quite nice target for Zaka, especially against Cincinnati, who have just been shit. Cool. That's enough about tight ends. Come on. I do have one question about tight ends. Which yeah. tight end has been targeted the most in inside the 20? They've been targeted 11 times, followed by Hawkinson 7, Kelsey 6, and Earth 6. Which tight end has been targeted 11 times inside the 20 this season? Laporta. No. Nope. That would have been my initial guest. I mean, Komet got quite a few, but I don't think he would have got any of the rest of the year. Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. He got targeted a lot, didn't he, over the weekend. Interesting. How much is Ferguson? He's not on the card, aren't they? Ah, come on, get no. off the tight ends. I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, DSTs then. Quite interesting where we're going to go this week. Up first with the DSTs is Dowie. Who are you liking this week, mate? So I really like this one. And but I, my only worry is it could be heavily owned Saints at three thousand. It's actually the Saints D is very good and it's cheap. And they'll they'll be playing against the Patriots who don't put up points. We don't even know if Matt Jones is gonna be the starter. Could be Bradley Zach. I don't like either of them. So for me, Saints is a no brainer. Don't know if you know any more about who could be starting, Riku. Is it Matt Jones or... I think Belichick said that Matt Jones is still the starter, but yeah, let's see. We don't, we can't trust what Bill says. Well, you can't trust either quarterback either, can you, sir? No. I think they are the lowest score. 
The lowest scoring offense, uh, the Patriots. Yeah, but they turn the ball over loss as well. So it's a good, good pick. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't mind the Saints. I probably won't go for them myself. I don't think. I've I've quite like. I'm just going to go the Dolphins. I'm quite happy paying up the money for Dolphins this week against the Giants. I don't think you could. It can ignore with four games through, and the Giants have still got an average points conceded to DSTs. 21 and a half. They've conceded three touchdowns already to DSTs, six interceptions, and uh, a 23 total of sacks. That is a hell of a lot of points going to DSTs. And I think it's hard to ignore the Dolphins on this card. They might actually get quite well owned, even though the price tag of 3,600. But I'm finding it hard to go anywhere else because I just think it's the obvious pick. Yeah, I, I think people inherently don't like paying up for defences, although we saw last week that when the Cowboys cost 4,000, they scored 27 points. So, yeah. yeah, I paid uh, 4,300 on the Eagles and scored four points. Yeah, that's, uh, the variance is so high, but who knows, right? I'm going to go for the Broncos. I've been slagging off the Broncos all podcast, but... They scored 13 points last week, although they conceded uh, 28 points against the Bears. They sacked uh, Fields four times. They scored a defensive touchdown, had an interception, uh, and a defensive fumble recovery. I think the Jets, if the Jets don't play well, the Broncos are a decent bet at 3,200. It's one defense that not many people are going to go for. Uh, The other one I quite like is the Cardinals because the Bengals have been so bad offensively. Uh, it's another one I don't think people go for. But I think this slate, there isn't sort of a clear and obvious defence like there was last week, at least, yeah. But uh, let's see what happens. There is a clear one. It's the Dolphins. Everybody just get the Dolphins, I think. But the cheap, I'm talking about like cheap. Oh, yeah, cheap options. Cheap chalk. Uh, it's ch- like. Cheaper options, yes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not anywhere near as clear. I think Saints is probably, as you say, the probably the most... Yeah, most likely to get owned in that cheaper range. I think not that um, much under three thousand is there. So, Chiefs is another one because Cousins has been turning the ball over a lot. So I think we'll have a lot of Chiefs defensive ownership as well. Potentially, cool. That is Johnny B. We've got the new segment this week. Oh yeah, do you want to announce the new segment, mate? It can be your little. I'll let you do it, Johnny B. You are the host. Okay, well, as you know, over the last two episodes, because you would have all been listening, uh, we have had uh, Mr. Mark, Mystic Mark, in fact, shouted out twice because he got things right. And Mystic Mark is going to give you a little segment now each week where he gives you a couple of minutes for his top pick of the week. Take it away, Mystic Mark. Hello, people out there, and welcome to your new favourite segment of the show, Uh, with me, Mark Watson. I'm here to give you the inside scoop on the low-cost, high-value studs hiding in your DFS player pool. You've heard from these experts with their stats and their years of knowledge, but now it's time for me to have my say based on nothing more than pure gut feelings and arrogant hunches. Um, There has been some disgusting tight end disrespect on this podcast, maybe fully warranted, to be honest. Um... But I've got a secret sleeper for you. I'm talking at Jonu Smith, uh, Atlanta. 
against Houston this weekend is $2,900, um, which is cheap as chips. Those of you that went to the Wembley game last week, like myself, will see he got a lot of targets in a very, 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 very poor Atlanta offense. Um, essentially, you stop B. John Robinson, you stop Atlanta. Um, don't know what Kyle Pitts has done to Arthur Smith to upset him, but the, the guy's just not getting a look in. Um, Smith had the targets. You've got to think he's going to get them again. Uh, Houston are going to be throwing it. Atlanta are going to have to throw it if they want to keep up with them. I think he's definitely uh, definitely one to look at. Um, it, your tight ends aren't going to win you the week, but you never know. You might score 15 points on them. It might drag you over that finish line and drag you up into the money places, which is what we're all after at the end of the day. Well, that's a fantastic pick. Very, very interesting. And make sure you get on that Mystic Mark pick because we know he predicts everything right. And of course, if you're firing all cylinders, you want to get yourself an entry into the Fields of Fantasy DFS weekly contest over at DraftKings. $5 buy-in. And uh, yeah, we're paying out the top five now. So five people took away a nice little prize pot last week. And it could be you this week getting yourself onto the Wall of Champions. And we'll see you in week six. All right.